before that. That was a two-part message. This continues. This message is entitled, You Are Necessary. You Are Necessary. Look at your neighbor and say, You Are Necessary. Because you, are, you have a purpose, and God wants you to fulfill your purpose. Now, here's what verse 11 says. It says, But all these worketh the, that one of the same self-spirit, dividing to every man as he will. And what he's saying there is, and I'm just uh, uh, rehashing last week, it is the one and only Spirit, which is Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, which distributes all these gifts. He alone alone decides which gift each person should have. It's not our choice. It's the choice that God has uh, has us to do. Now understand something, that your gift has a cost. Whatever gifts you work in, has a cost. Ask anybody that has a gift to tell you there is a cost that you have to pay because that gift may not allow you to do certain things. That, that, uh, that gift may not allow you to talk negative. That gift may not allow you to go to movies. That, that gift may allow you to, to spend more time in prayer than maybe uh, one other gift. But see, the thing about it is it's given by God. God gives you that gift. Amen. But one of the same Spirit works all these things. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. It's his will. Um, and, and understand something about the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, he tells us that we all have them. We all have the gift, some kind of gift in the Spirit. All these are the working of the one of the same Spirit, and he distributes to them each one just as he determines. I'm giving you another version of this. So I encourage you to seek the will of the Lord. Seek what God is saying to you. The gifts of the Holy Spirit that you operate in. It is your gift. You have to protect your gift. You have to protect the anointing of the Holy Ghost in your life. And it is for the gifts of the uh, the gifts that you have are to edify, to uplift and to encourage the church not to build your name up. Always be encouraged to not build your name up. I have not always done that correctly. So you have to be careful not to get prideful in the gifts that God gives us, but walk in humility. Amen. It is the gifts that God gives us that will manifest itself for the body of Christ and the body of believers. Let me give you an example. In verse 12, it says, of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, it says, For as the body is one and hath many members. Now, that's not members who sign the role. Are you with me? It's like people say you're a member if you, sign, uh, if you sign on the dotted line. You can vote if you sign on the dotted line within our church. And, and what I always liked, well, I didn't like, but I always thought it was funny, that some of these churches that, that use Robert Rules and Regulations, which I'm not against, but uh, there are some of these churches that when something needs to be passed, they will start calling past members that, that haven't even been there in a year or two to help get something through. Now, tell me if that's not politics. We have to be careful not to be that way. For as the body is one and hath many members. So we are one, but my body is one. But it has a heart. It has two lungs. It has, it has uh, muscles. It has knees. It has feet. It has toes. Isn't the toes the ugliest thing? Toes are ugly, aren't they? Yeah, toes are just ugly. I mean, I mean how, many, how many of you all, when you were dating... Uh, or you were you first got married and you say, "Honey, your big toe's sexy." 
Nobody ever says that. <laughs> Nobody ever says that. But you've got to understand something, that the big toe, as ugly as it is, so to speak, God created it. How it ever got its name, I don't know. But it balances the body. Are you with me? Isn't that amazing that it balances the body? And, and so uh, it, if you don't have the big toe, then your body will emphasize in, different, in a different way. It's not that you won't be able to walk, but it's just that your body will have to counteract that. And so that, that's what happens within the church. When you don't have somebody <clears throat> working and performing in the body of Christ like they should, then the church will have to, to redirect in some areas to make sure that it's taken care of. So understand something that for as the one, one, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body bring many are one body, also is in Christ. Now, I've got some other versions of this, and, and I want to go down through here with you to help you understand some, some of this. The human body has many parts, as we said, but the many parts make up one whole body which is not the body of the pulse, not the body of the Methodist church or the, the, the Pentecostal church or the Baptist church, but the body of Christ. <clears throat> what Paul is trying to, to tell us here, let me just kind of go back into Corinthians and give you some history of what he's saying. Paul is trying uh, uh, is, and, and is tying in the ministry gifts to the various members of the body. Note that God has a place and a purpose for every part of the body. You are part of the body of Christ. You are a child of the Most High God. God has fit you for a particular place of ministry and service within the body. This is the body of Christ within us. You are necessary. And, and that's the title of the message, is that you are necessary. You have a purpose. You will leave here when your purpose is complete. Uh, for the function that you are necessary for the function of the whole body. You may think that you are not important. Get that out of your head because you are important to the body of Christ. You are important to the pulse. But God believes, but God believes that you are important even though you might not get noticed for what you do publicly, for what you do in private. Because remember that God knows because he put you in that role. I didn't put you in that role. God put you in that role. You may not get noticed for what you do. But let me tell you something. How many times do people brag about what they do in the church and they lose their blessing? How many people do that? Well, I did this or I did that and I, I was this and I was that. Well, you know, there's your, there's your praise right there. But I would, be, I would rather do something in, in, in secret or in private that lifts up the name of Jesus that maybe nobody would know about to get his glory and not yours. Because I think his glory means more, amen? But sometimes we need, uh, we need a, a, a that-a-boy, so to speak. I, I was watching a video the other day on Dale Earnhardt Sr., those who remember when he was killed back in 2001. Uh, during the Daytona 500, some of the people that were around him said that he, will he would absolutely chew you up and spit you out, and 10 minutes later, you're his buddy. He said that, uh, 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 Tony, uh, your senior said that, he said he did me that way more times. He says, I was a relative. He said he'd make you feel that small. 
He said, but in 10 minutes later, he said he was over it and he was ready to move on into something else. See, what we have to do within our lives is we have to uplift, edify, and encourage one another and lift each other up in prayer because it is so important because there may be a time where healing may be what God wants to do within this church. So we will have to come around the people that have the gift of healing and pray and begin to pray with them. There may be people that have the, the, the spirit of discernment. And so there may be a time where, where we're, we're seeking God and looking for the, the next step of what God wants to do. But the thing about this, we may have to center around those people. It may be the people that have the, the, the spirit of knowledge, the gift of knowledge and, and wisdom and encouragement. And so then we may have to come around those people and pray over them. Are you with me? You may not be in the limelight the whole time. <coughs> Nor should you want to be in the limelight. Verse 13 says, For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body. His spirit into one body, the body of the living God. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bound or free, now this, this part really got me. You know you can be addicted and work with Jesus? I got quiet. You can be addicted and work in the church. You, you, you say, well, you're not supposed to. Well, I, well, how do you know? How do you know who's addicted and who's not? How do you know? Because you're not a fruit inspector. If I know about something, you know, there's been, there's been things over the years that I, I know about and was able to to, to uh, you know to help and to to encourage and to to get people you know straightened out and back on the straight and narrow but yet sometimes you don't know what people are going through but he says get this for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body whether we are Jews or Gentiles whether we are bound or we're free and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So if you are bound, you, you still belong to the body. Are you with me? If you are free, you still belong to the body. I know you're trying to chew on that one a little bit. It's what the Word of God says. It says this. Now, now you know, there are some things that, you know, you should, uh, man, I'm digging a hole. But, you know, there, there's things that, I mean, we need to live righteous and holy. Because that's what the Word of God tells us to do. You know, I always encourage you that if you plan on sinning, ask God's permission. If you're going to sin, ask God's permission. See what he says about it. See if you can get him to approve it for you. I guess he won't because he does not ordain sin, neither do I ordain sin. But I will tell you this, that people do mess up along the way. Now, here's the key of the religious spirit that we fight with in Braxton County and in the churches today, is the fact is that if one person messes up, people will absolutely crucify you for doing it. It's that religious spirit from some people that have taught this over the years, which is absolutely far from what I was ever taught. But I will tell you this, if you keep doing it, stop it. But 
But can we honestly say that we all have arrived within our lives? Is God not working on all of us in our lives? Is he not cleaning me up as well as he's cleaning you up? Is he not dealing with you about things and he's, not dealing, and he's dealing with me about things? We are the body of Christ and sometimes the knee hurts. Sometimes the head hurts. Sometimes the arm may hurt. Sometimes the foot may hurt. But that doesn't mean, understand something, that does not mean that you cut it off because it hurts. What you do is you mend it and you help it to get better because it's part of the body. But God help us all because what the church does is that if you screw up and if you mess up, then you're done. Which basically takes grace out of the Bible. Are you with me? Not popular, is it? We're the body of Christ. That's why I think that people church hop. They go from one church to the, to the another to the another because somebody made them mad or because they got hurt or somebody took their job or somebody did this and somebody did that and then they show up here hurt. Well, then hurt people hurt people. So the key is, is what you have to do is you have to figure out how to get unhurt. How to mend. How to get better. Not bitter, but better. That's what the body of Christ needs to do. See, understand something that Paul and John disagreed in a lot of areas. Go back and research some of their stuff. But they still were brothers in the Lord. Anybody that left this church over the past six months, if I saw them within uh, the, the town of Gassaway or in Braxton County or in Charleston, I will absolutely go up to them and be able to speak to them and shake their hand. Because that's just me. But I've also seen people who have left this church that will hide behind every, every bag of dog food at the dollar store so that you don't see them. And that makes me want to go even more. So, here's the key. People that have left this church, people that have left that church, people are going here, people are going there, and some may have left mad, and some may not have left mad. But let me tell you something. Who tells anybody that they're no longer in the body of Christ? Can I say that if my daughter messes up or if my son messes up, okay, I'm no longer your dad? There's no way. That I, there's no possible way that I personally can disown my children because they are blood. Well, I am blood with Jesus Christ. I am blood with God. We're peeps. <laughs> We're peeps. We're, we hang out. We're friends. The song says, I am a friend of God. You know, God is on my side. God is not mad at me. God is not mad at you. He loves us, but I will tell you this. If you're going to walk with him, you're going to go through some things. Oh, I'm preaching today. You're going to go through some things. And let me prophesy over you. If you haven't gone through something, you're going to. And then you'll get a break, and then you'll go back through something. You know why? Because what God is trying to do, and, and please take this with an open mind, He is trying to break you. 
wants to break you. He wants to crush you into a million pieces so that he can put you back together into something that he's proud of. Because what he does is he works on us and he molds us and he makes us into this, uh, the potter and the clay and, and he'll put us up on the shelf and they'll think, wow, that's a, that's a good product. That's, that's good. You know, John's good. Christy's good. Or, or, you know, Andy, Randy looks good. You know, that's kind of thing. And, and, and then all of a sudden he'll look and he'll see, oh, there's an imperfection there. And he'll take that beautiful vessel, jump, throw it off the shelf and crush it and break it into a million pieces. You say, well, that's not fair. Well, that's how God works. You say, well, that's not how I see God. Do you ever think that the reason why that we've gone through things in Gassaway, West Virginia, is God is trying to prepare us for what's next? He's going to allow you to go through things in your life to see how you react. And I guarantee you the carnality of the church is not very good right now and you probably react wrong. You've got to get, to your, you've got to get yourself into a place. And I'm not saying that I do good at this, but I, I, I behaved myself on, on, on Thursday night when we went shopping. I said, excuse me, pardon me, you know, get out of my way. Uh, no, none of that, none of that, none of that at all. Had a great time. Had a great time. But I found out that there was a story that two women, there was this whole pile of stuff, the same thing that people wanted, I mean, that people wanted, and these two women, old women, now understand that, old women, I don't know if they had blue hair or not, but they were old women, got into a fist fight in a store. It wasn't like the Cabbage Patch deal years ago where there was one left. There was a whole bunch of them, and they got into a fist fight over it. And I looked at the person that told me that, and I said, I bet you that sister better than you that sits on whatever side of the pew and whatever side of the church. See, what people don't understand is when we sin, we grieve God. And, and look, I don't want to grieve God. I want to hide the word of God in my heart so that I do not sin against him. That's what the word of God says. I picked up my dad and went back to get Christy this morning. And on our way uh, up through, uh, through Nitro where my dad lives, uh, there's a church called Rock Branch Independent Church. It's a very nice church. I know a lot of people that go there. There was a deputy sheriff sitting in the parking lot of that church. I used to pastor in Cross Lanes, West Virginia. That deputy sheriff used to sit in the parking lot of the, uh, of the, of the church that I pastored out there. And when I was there, I would ask him to leave. He said, well, how can you do that? Stop plugging tickets on my parking lot or on God's parking lot. Do you know what my flesh wanted to do today? My flesh wanted to do was to turn around and tell that deputy sheriff to get off the parking lot of the church if he was going to plug tickets and try to make money today. That's what my flesh wanted to do. But we don't think past our flesh because as I was driving up, here's what I thought. Well, maybe 
He is, uh, uh, he is observing what's going on across the street at the house beside of him because there may be a drug deal that's happening. See, we don't know all the details before we draw a conclusion, do we? Carnality is as dangerous as a rattlesnake in a baby's bed, and we have to be very careful. But you are necessary because of the kingdom of God. What Paul is saying here, Paul is saying that no matter what side of the fence you were raised on, no matter how much money you have or that you don't have, whether you are bound or whether you walk in total freedom, you are important to the body of Christ because you are necessary. The key is, is for you to get free. If you're not free, you can be free. All you have to do is stop it. It's that simple. Let me define necessary. Necessary is you are needed. You are needed. God is saying that he needs you to help the body of Christ in the church. Verse 14 says this. It says, For the body is not one member, but many. So let's define what the word many means. A large number. This is not a one-man band. I said that last week. This is not the John Fowler show, in spite of what some people say. It is not. It's very unusual. If someone can play all the instruments in the band... I can't play drums, I can play bass guitar, I can play piano, I can play keys, I can't play trumpet, and I can play enough guitar to be dangerous. But I can't do them all at once, are you with me? You are important to the body of Christ, this is not a one-man band. It is important to stay out of also, understand this, that it is also important for you to stay out of areas that you're not supposed to be in if if you don't teach a class don't go tell somebody how to teach it if teaching is not your gift stay out of that wheelhouse if you can't play piano don't come up here and tell me how to do it if you can't play bass guitar don't come up and tell sandy that, that on how to play bass guitar but see that's where the church today and people within the church is, is they get jealous of one another working in the gifts of the Spirit and, and having them in operation because one person may be used one day. <clears throat> well, he never calls on me to do that or he never calls on me to do that. So, ha! Huh. And people get mad. It's because of carnality. God is saying that he needs you to help in the body of Christ. That large number, that's what many means. But it's also important to stay out of the areas that you are not gifted in. Pray for the body of Christ and don't be critical of the body of Christ. Are you with me? It is so important that we not be critical of the body of Christ, but to pray for the body of Christ. Now I'm going to go through these next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight scriptures real fast because... Uh, <laughs> And then I'm going to sum all of them up. Verse 15. You ready? Hold on. Say, say I'm ready, preacher. Say, say, I'm ready. Here we go. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. That's a no-brainer. If the ear 
shall say, because I am not the eye, that I am not the body, it is therefore not of the body. What it is saying is the importance of each one of these things. Well, if I can't be the eye, then I'm not part of the body. I'm sorry, you're still part of the body. You're still part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, verse 17, then where would the hearing be? If the whole body were the hearing, then where's the smelling? Verse 18 says, But now hath God said the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. It's to please him and to bring him glory and to bring him honor. Verse 19 says, And if they were all one members, were, where were the body? Verse 20 says, But now are they many members, yet be one body. But the eye, verse 21 says, But the eye cannot say unto the hand, I need no more of thee, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. I mean, you cannot tell people within the body of Christ that you don't need them anymore. Number one, it's not about me. It's uh, telling people who they can work, where they can work and what they can do. Although you have to have somebody to orchestrate that. But the second thing is, is God has given you gifts. There's many people within this church that has the gift of helps. I'll get into that into a couple of weeks because there are more than nine gifts that we need to bring importance to. These are important, but there are other gifts that we need to talk about as well. So the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you anymore, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. But I will tell you this, you don't realize you have something until it hurts. Are you with me? Your head don't bother you till it hurts, does it? You, you, you got a head on your shoulders, but you don't feel your head until it hurts. You know, I, I often wondered, you know, what, what an appendix does. But sometimes people have to have it out. Can the body survive without that? Yes. Can the body survive without a lung? Yes. Can a body survive without portions of your brain? Yes. Can, can your body survive without your hand? Yes. But I will tell you this. If you don't have it, then you're going to have to counteract what you don't have to be effective. What I believe that God is doing with our church is we have, I've been sharing this with some of you, is that we have to get ready. We have started all over. Uh, you take the five years or the six years that we've been here, and when we started, we have about the same amount of people here now as what we started with five or six years ago. And I'm thinking, we're starting all over. But Barb always says something, and I think she's right, is she says God is trying to get us to a place where we get this thing right. So, to get people in place 
People using their gifts in the spirit instead of uh, people coming in all whole humdrum about this or about that. And, and, and I'm talking about when people come to me and they have an experience with God. Or they say, oh, you know, I was praying the other night and the Lord showed me this. Instead of griping about this or being negative about that or, or not being encouraging here and encouraging there. But I'm talking about people that are having a true relationship with Jesus Christ. Because guess what, church? It's not based on programs. It's based on your relationship with Jesus on what God is going to do with this church. It's not based on this or that. It's, based on, it's not based on what the stage looks like or where the piano sits or what I wear or, or, or this kind of stuff. What it depends on is the fact is that we're walking with Jesus and we're doing his will and he will grow the kingdom of God. He will grow the church. But for some crazy reason, we've had to start over. But he's in charge. So we have to have things in place. We have to be ready. We have to be ready for when they start coming back in. And let me tell you something. How do we get them back in? We pray them in. We pray them in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. We pray them in. And here's how another way that we bring them in is we bring them in by having a relationship with people and inviting them into the kingdom of God. How many people have you invited to the kingdom of God this week? And I hope you have. But let me tell you something. If you don't invite them, a survey was done years ago about people who came to church you know why they came to church? Because they were invited. Because they were invited. Does anybody know anybody? Does anybody have any peeps? Does anybody have any people? You want to work out something? Have my people call your people and we get it worked out. Here's the thing, I don't have no people. Do you have friends that are going to hell? Anybody? We do, don't we? Well, I just assume that they see Jesus in me, and that's enough to be a witness to them. Really, you're going to tell me that. Two guys died in a car accident. And as they were coming out of their body, uh, one was going to heaven, the other was going to hell. And, and the, the one that was going to hell looked at his buddy that was going into heaven before he went into darkness and he said why didn't you tell me why didn't you tell me we have brothers and sisters moms and dads co-workers friends that we know that are going to hell and I wonder if we care because as long as my family is is saved and prayed up and paid up and ready to go up then that's all that matters no no you can't think that way you have to invite them We're, that's why we're doing the Christmas parade this year. Uh, you know, we're doing the Christmas parade. And, and, and I, we need all hands on deck because we're going to be passing out a new, uh, a new thing. I, I had them printed yesterday uh, to where we can, uh, you know, pass them out and, and, and invite people to the kingdom of God, to the church. So that they can have a relationship, so they can get where they need to be with God. Is it important? That's the thing. We have to make it to where it's important.
In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest. Now, God really orchestrated this in 1 Corinthians and used Paul to do it. So, uh, so understand this. In fact, some parts of the body that seems weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. In verse 23 it says, And those members of the body which we think <clears throat> that be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our, um, uh, and our, this word I've not heard before, but I had to look it up. And our uncomely parts have more abundance comeliness. Now, I looked up what the word comeliness means, and it means attractive and beautiful. That's what that word means. So understand, if you, if you take that word and, and put uh, attractive and beautiful into it, it says this, it says, And those members of the body which we think that are less honorable bestow the abundant honor. And the beautiful parts have more abundant beauty. What he is saying to us is that everyone is important and just because your, your job may be to, uh, to, to do something that, that nobody else will do within the church, but you do it with such honor and such respect, but yet you may not get the notoriety for it. Are you with me? But I will tell you this, God did not call you to sit on the bench of do nothing. When I say all hands on deck, all hands on deck, that means this. And, and look, this is your church. This is the core There's a few missing, but this is the core. This is who it is. If you're going to be a part of it, this is it, baby, right now. So sometimes we may have to double up. We have some people that will sweep the floor. We have some people that will clean the windows. We have some people that will do this, and we have some people that will do that. But guess what? Your preacher We'll do it too. Because I'm not any better. You know what I did the other day? I did my chores here at the church. I emptied the garbage and all. I emptied your trash. Because I washed my hands at the house. I didn't use the bathroom over here. I went over to the house because I changed my clothes. But I emptied your trash. And you say, well, you're the pastor. You're not supposed to. Who said that I couldn't empty the trash? Don't take that job from me. Because I clean up a lot of your messes anyway. So why can't I empty your trash? And I'm not saying that for a that a boy because I really don't care. But what I'm saying to you is it is important that if we're going to clean the church, then we all need to get in together and clean the church. We're decorating this week, aren't we? Are we decorating? What day is that going on? Uh-huh. It's going on. There's going to be some decorating going on. We need to get something out to somebody so we can have people that can come in and we can work. Because guess what? This is it. Right now, this is it. There's nothing, no job that is beneath any of us. The parts that we think are less honorable, we treat 
with special honor. That's what Paul is saying here. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Let me define modesty. It's a quality or state of being unassuming. Not that you're making a scene. Never think that you're not important. It doesn't matter if I'm there or not, you may ask yourself, but it does. God has placed you in a body of, and, and God has chosen you to be in this place with great honor of some of the most insignificant parts of the body of Christ. And you aren't as obvious maybe in your, in your skills or in your job that God has given you or noticeable as others. It's always amazing. People want to be on the platform. It's like, you know, somebody may come to you and they say, hey, I, I, I want to sing. You say, well, you know, I need you to sweep the floor for about six months and then, well, well I'm not called to do that. There's no notoriety in sweeping the floor. There's no, no notoriety in, in, in doing those kind of things. Well, it's because, it, here's what's disgusting about the church is people do things so that they can be seen and they lose their blessing. They're working in vain because they want to be seen. We each take our place within the body, opening our hearts to God that the Holy Spirit might cause us to function. Key word, cause us to function in a well-coordinated way that God may get the glory. Understand something, a well-coordinated way. That's what God is wanting for our church, is to be well-coordinated. Verse 24 says, And our comely parts, that's our beautiful parts, have no need. But God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the parts which lack. So while our, while our presentable parts need no special treatment but God has put the body together giving greater honor to those parts that lack here's the final part of the sermon today God created the body of Christ and those parts that we sometimes look down upon sort of look down our noses at well you know that they are or you know that they did. Yet God chose to bless and exalt them to bestow upon them honor. You matter. You're necessary. The body of Christ is necessary. It's time for you to figure out what your job is. Stand to your feet. Because you will be working for the kingdom of God. Anybody ever done a job they didn't like? Yeah? You did a job you didn't like? Yeah. Everybody's done that. 
Sure, what did we do? Kept doing it because you have integrity. You know? Integrity. People today will take off work and not call in sick. Won't call in. Just assume that when you don't show up, well, I didn't show up. You're supposed to call in, tell people. That's integrity. The body of Christ is important. Your responsibility is important. It's time to fulfill your promise. You want to come and pray for the next for what God's going to do next. You want to come and pray because you're seeking what, you, what your vision is, what God is calling you to do. Because what, what you've got to do is, you know, you're only here in this world for just days. Are you with me? Uh, let, me let me see here if I can, let me see here if I can find it. I'm looking. I want to show you the significance. Here we go. All right. So, I'm 50 years old. I'm 50 years old. So you would take 50. See here. 50. I've lived 18,250 days, and then some. Sam, you and I have lived 18,000 days, okay? So, what, what's the average age of death? Anybody know? 71, okay. So, 71 times 365, that's 25,915 days, Okay. Sam and I have lived, let's just round it, 18,000 days. Okay, so let's say we live to be 71, you and me, because that's the average age. Hopefully we live longer. Does it really matter? I, live, I, want, I don't want to leave here before my time, and I don't want to stay a day late. I don't know when God, God's never told me when I'm going to kick the bucket. But I will tell you this, that if I died at 71, i got 7,915 days left. And we're getting ready to end 2018. <laughs> I'm not encouraging you to go home and put on a refrigerator, Sam and me, 7,915 days. Tomorrow, 7,914 days. And cross that off. And then the next day, 7,913 days. I'm not encouraging you to do that, but you need to be aware that we're here days, not years. So let me ask you something. I said I was going to get done, but I'm not. But let me ask you this. Why are you here? Why were you conceived? Why were you born? I 
heard a conversation yesterday of two girls talking on the phone to one another in a store. Said this, oh, you didn't remember last night that you did this? Or that you cussed out this person? Or you don't remember where you parked your car? And the girl was laughing. She said, no. She said, I don't remember any of that. She said, do you remember dancing? She said, no. She didn't remember any of that. And that's a good time? <laughs> that's a good time. You can't remember what you did because you were so drunk as a skunk. But why are you here? So that you can make money. So that you can have a family. So that you can have a house. So that you can have a car. No! You're here to do the will of God. That's it. That's it, baby. It doesn't, I, I, it doesn't get any simpler than that. It's to do the will of God. And there's a cost in doing the will of God, church. Your family will suffer. You will suffer. You're going to go through tribulation. You're going to go through trials. You're going to go through heartaches. People are going to leave you. People are going to say things about you. But you are here because of one thing. It's to do God's will. And that's it. So Sam and I got about 7,900 days and then some. Because I'm adding to it. Count up and see how many days you've lived. What's the significance of your life thus far? I'd say we probably should get busy, don't you? Father, I praise you that we are necessary. And thank you, God, for showing us that we are necessary. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you keep us healthy so that we can be necessary. You keep our, our flesh, you help us to keep our flesh under subjection and submission of the Holy Spirit so that we can be necessary. You, Father, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you help us to be able to win souls for Christ and to lead people to Jesus and to have an experience, a supernatural experience with you. We hunger for that, Lord. Thank you for the body of Christ. Help us to be what you've called us to be, Father. We glorify you. We praise you. We love you for it. Because it's in the name of Jesus. Amen. Andy, play something. If you have somebody that's lost, that needs to be saved in your family, that's a friend of yours, would you come and pray for them? Would you come and pray for them? But, but guess what? God may ask you to go see them. God may ask you to go see them. He may ask you to go and share the plan of salvation. Oh, I'm praying and fasting for revival in Braxton County. Would you partner together with those who are praying and fasting and pray for revival in Braxton County? Pray for the sexual, the alcohol, the drug addiction to be broken in Gasaway in Braxton County, West Virginia, in our state. Pray and fast over those things, would you?
Would you pray and fast over those things? Because it is important. It may not be important to you, but it's important to God. Oh, I pray for the supernatural Jesus, Lord, to be manifested in the house of God. In the house of God. I pray for lost souls. We call them in. Would you help me to call them in right now? We call them in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Bringing them in, Father, Lord, to the kingdom of God. Bring them in, Lord. Bring them in. Hear our cry, Father, to bring them in. Help us to get it right, Lord. The people will grow in the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Your holy name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your rich and your slow to oh, I just pray anger. for your souls coming to the kingdom. Oh, bring him in, Jesus. Bring him into the body of Christ. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to Think about that. Still my soul will sing your praise unending. Yeah. Ten thousand years and then forevermore. God, thank you, God.
We need to let our communities know that we care about them. We need to let the people of the body of Christ know that our church cares about them. I posted something on Facebook last week. It's an alarming fact. This was maybe a couple weeks ago. Kanawha County, nearly 60% of grandparents are raising their grandchildren. In Braxton County, the number is astounding to 87%. We want to be able to help our grandparents. I'm talking about the grandparents in the community doing several different events to where we can give them, uh, where they can drop their, their grandchildren off at the Pulse and go have a date night. You know, to where we're, we're watching the kids and playing games and teaching them and, and sharing with them. You know, we want to be able to, to do that because I, I don't know about you. I, I, I don't, that would be really hard. 87% of Braxton County uh, grandparents are raising their grandkids due to drugs and due to alcohol and, and all these other addictions and struggles that are out there. Uh, you know, something else that I, uh, that I hope we can do is, is to be able to, to, uh, to, to minister to these people. Because people need to know that they're loved. You know, I, I'm 50 years old. I, I don't want to raise my grandchildren if I don't have to. I mean, I will if I have to. But I, I, I plead the blood. I apply the blood over that. I don't want to have to. But, you know, you know, because they're at some point they'll move out. You know, it's not supposed to be that way. That's not the way nature set it up. But, you know, because of sin, there, there we are. Uh, you know, to, to be able to to minister to people. That's why we're doing the Christmas parade this year on December 7th. I encourage you to be a part of that. Why? Because we want people to know that we're here to help them. Not to take advantage of us, but to help them. To help people. It's important. Our Christmas dinner is December the 9th, the Sunday, coming up soon. We're going to do, a, you know, do our Christmas service that day. We're going to eat that day. You know somebody that may want to come and eat with us that may not get to eat that way? You need to say, well, why do we want those kind of people at our church? You know, we're souls. We belong to Jesus. And why can't we invite people to church that may not smell like you do or maybe not look like you do, may be having a go at it, a rough time at it, 
we're going to do the outreach again from South Carolina uh, that that Penny is uh, in charge of down at the school, and she brings. There's a team that will be here. It's an outreach team that they come up from South Carolina, and they use our church to to give away to, new toys, used toys, old toys, new toys, bicycles, this kind of stuff. I heard an alarming story about what happened last year. Somebody stole a bike right out of the back of somebody's truck that was given away from this church. Really? See, that's the way people think. They think the only way you can have it is to steal. We got to teach them a new way. Lot to do. Lot to do. Lot to do. Invite somebody this week. Invite somebody this week. These messages will be on iTunes and YouTube and all these things and you know we're just state of the art with the stuff that we're doing but if we're not using it and sharing it sharing the messages that are preached that Jay's preaching and that I'm preaching and I encourage you to share those on Facebook share those to people share it on Twitter share it on Instagram I'm so sick of seeing people posting stuff on Instagram. has got that big nose and those ears and stuff like that. Post something good. Crying out loud. I get so sick of seeing stuff like that. It's like, post a good message. Post something that's encouraging. I don't want to see you with a nose that you don't really have. <laughs> I know people do it for silly and be it fun, but you can take, this, you can take these things that, that Satan uses uh, in media and the internet and all that and you can use it for the kingdom of God and you should and we've given you some avenues to do that did you get blessed today did you get help I did I did thank you Jesus Father I praise you we love you we thank you Lord that you've protected us Father Lord this week and Father Lord I just apply the blood of Jesus over our homes over our lives, over relationships, over our church. Father, we just pray as people continue to hunt this week that you'll keep them safe. And Father, we thank you for it. I pray people that need financial blessings, who have financial obligations, I pray, Father Lord, for this church to be debt-free, for the school to be debt-free, for Christy and me to be debt-free, for you all to be debt-free. We claim it, we speak it in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, Lord, for the body of Christ to be whole, for the body of Christ to be healed, Father, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we worship you and we praise you. I pray for families to be reunited, Father. I pray for people that are broken to be healed emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially in this day. We love you, praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. The church said amen. Have a great day.